Hey, beautiful people, dirty old man here, recording this podcast from Santa Maria de Palauturdera in northern Catalonia, well, central Catalonia. Today's podcast will be, again, the Ukraine issue, because uh, it doesn't seem to, to um, the, the, there doesn't seem to be any other news uh, lately, you know, the, I think uh, Vladimir Putin should, uh, should be given the Nobel, the medicine Nobel Peace Prize because he single-handedly ended the COVID pandemic. <laughs> it's gone. It disappeared from the news, from everywhere. It's uh, vanished. Uh, for two years, they made our lives miserable. They, um, they imposed uh, man mandates and quarantines and all sorts of uh, bullshits like masks, vaccines, uh, vaccine passport. Uh, social distance and now it's beginning to come out that it was all bullshit and a lot of more people are waking up to the fact that it was all bullshit that none of those uh, mandates and none of those uh, mm, mechanisms helped in any way you don't believe me well look at the new uh, Pfizer documents that uh, have been released thanks to a Texas court uh, court district lately and uh, maybe we should have this argument at some point when you read those because I've read uh, sufficiently I think it's I'm sorry I shouldn't say I read them because it's an enormous amount of pages but what I have read pretty much tells you that it's all bullshit now yes I would have to read the whole thing to know but um, Initially, it confirms most of my thoughts, most of uh, my beliefs that this was just a scheme to get us in line and to avoid having to deal with other issues. Anyway, so uh, Vladimir Putin himself, as I said, single-handedly ended up the pandemic. But uh, so there seems to be no other news in the world. I don't know which part of the world you live in, but where I live in Europe, it has um, monopolized the news service everywhere. Every newspaper, every article, everything is now related to the Ukraine war. Um, now, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. I tend to think about myself as an adult uh, with its flaws and, and good things, you know, but I like to make my own decisions. I like to, to gather, especially in, um, in such important issues as a, as a war, as an invasion or as something, you know. I'd like to know both issues, both sides of the story, or at least as much as possible from both sides. Because the fact being that here in Europe, in Western Europe, all you get, again, as in the pandemic, as it with COVID-19, you only get one discourse and one alone. Nothing else than Putin is an authoritarian fucker who is single-handedly <clears throat> invading ruthlessly Ukraine the poor people of Ukraine are being massacred. They're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere with this. This is all they repeat. They joke about it. They're serious about it. They mix it with other news. Those are consequences of this. That's his consequence of that. But it all ties up now to the war in Ukraine. Now, as I said, I'd like to get my own uh, conclusions. I'd like to reach my own conclusions. And for that, well, I need a little bit more information, not only one discourse. So I went into the internet and tried to find... So what is going on in Russia? What are the Russian people thinking? Or what are they uh, getting fed with in the news, in the broadcasts, in the media, 
you know, because I'm, I'm sure they're being fed a lot of bullshit too. It's not that I think uh, that Putin is a saint. No, no, no. Let's get one thing clear from the very beginning. Putin is a psychopath, authoritarian psychopath, who, who's, who's a criminal, who's a criminal. But we shouldn't be too quick to judge, you know, because uh, the worst thing you can do to, uh, to, for a criminal, actually the best thing you can do for a criminal is give him enough excuses and enough reasons to commit his crimes. And this is precisely what we have done with the Ukraine. Um, a lot of people, and this is sadly very true, I've spoken to people in cafes, in bars, on the street. Some of them, not all, but some of them have an enormously strong opinion about this conflict and an and unmovable strong opinion about this uh, conflict. And they didn't even know where Ukraine was. They didn't even know what Crimea was. They didn't know what kind of government Ukraine had. They didn't know why this, according to them, to their beliefs, to their line of thought. Russia just woke up one day and said, fuck it, let's invade these poor fuckers and went around killing people. And it's not everyone that thinks this way, but I have found this, <coughs> sorry, this, uh, this line of thinking much too often. And even those who, who are knowledgeable, who I think, well, this guy at least did some research, are so hypnotized by the one discourse alone that they keep bombarding us on a 24-hour basis. They're following this war at a, at a, at a real-time basis. And if you see our news, and probably yours, because you're probably in a country that's related to the Western Hemisphere rather than, than the other side, you will be given horrible images. You will be given pictures of people dead on the streets, of buildings uh, collapsed, and of bombings. And yes, I'm not justifying this in any way, but, uh, but what really is going on? What really is going on? So, as I was saying, I went into the internet, that beautiful internet, and asked uh, Uncle Google to give me some uh, Russian news, news from Russia. For example, RTTV, Russian television TV or radio. Guess what? They're all blocked. Nope, you don't have access. They're blocked. Okay, well, then uh, let's, uh, let's see if they interview anyone who's got a different opinion. No. One after the other, the people interviewed on the radio or on TV are supporters of the Ukraine. They're anti-Russians. They are people who are suffering, uh, which is, may or not be true, but... Uh, it's insane. It's, they're doing the same thing as it did with the pandemic. Now, I think, and from what I feel, my general feeling of this is that a lot of people are now beginning to, to think that, that it's all bullshit, that it's, everything is bullshit, that we should find a, an alternative way of getting our news, of getting our information. For example, podcasts. There are some very good podcasts out there that give you uh, very good information. Uh, rather than depending on the media service, because these uh, the media, well, you you know, they're controlled, they're government oriented, they're big company uh, financed. Uh, the Washington Post and uh, uh, Miami Herald, all these are, are belong to the Jeff Bezos, to uh, whatever the fuck his name is. I can't get it straight now, but no, and and they keep just telling you who the enemy is and they keep telling you these are the bad guys, these are the guys we should be against, no matter what, you're on our side. 
Today, not today, yesterday, uh, up to yesterday, I'm sorry, Spain had focused mostly on humanitarian help to the Ukrainian people, which I think it's fine, it's pretty neutral. So there's a big guy who's Russia, there's a small guy who's Ukraine. So yes, send humanitarian help by means of uh, hospitals and medicines and food and shelter and uh, Red Cross and all that. Fantastic. But yesterday, our beloved socialist president, which uh, I think he has as much socialism in, in, his, in him as I have uh, fascism, but he decided that no, that humanitarian help should rather be military help. And so he single-handedly, I love that word, single-handedly signed a document releasing um, military equipment to be sent to Ukraine, ipso facto, that's the word that they use. So as of today, Spain is sending tanks, uh, personal uh, mines, uh, Kalashnikovs or the equivalent, the Western equivalent to the Ukrainian government for support. Huh. And then we have a problem. Because let's not forget one thing. Uh, we tend to, um, to externalize and we tend to dualize what our government does. Our government represents us. Our government is me. Is me doing things. So if they decide to send tanks and things, it's me deciding. So they're using, they're, they're, they're doing it in my name. They said, this, I have a problem. I have a problem. And it's not because I disagree with what's happening in Ukraine. It's because I want to know more. Why do I get only one side of the discourse? This is, a, this is fucking <laughs> ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. And uh, so now we find ourselves in a, in a conflict that, um, well, everybody knows that we provoked it and then we stepped out. This is what happened, right? We, we went around saying that, no, 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 uh, the Ukraine should join NATO and it should be in the European Union and blah, blah, blah. And when Putin said, well, fuck you and he invaded, we just stepped out and, hey, sorry, man. There you go. Tell us when it's over. And we left it all alone as we usually do. Now, the thing is that um, there's two words. I was watching a video on TikTok the other day of a guy who made some very clear, can't remember his name, I should quote him, I should write these things down. But he very clearly said that um, one of the reasons uh, we are supporting Ukraine and one of the reasons we created that conflict in Ukraine is for national security. That's, what the, that's the rhetoric that the United States, for example, is using. Now, let me explain what national security is, <laughs> in case you still have some confusion. National security is when in your borders, in your vicinity, someone is threatening your sovereignty. Somebody is threatening your well-being. Somebody is threatening your way of life. Whether that's good or bad, that's irrelevant. But at your borders, at the door of your house, there is a guy with a gun wanting to get in and change the way you do things. That's national security. When something happens 4,000 miles away, that's not national security. Forget it. So they, um, the United States, and uh, for example, invaded uh, Iraq and Afghanistan on national security premises. Well, that's another thing. So, uh, well, so it's okay for us to do it? Because we did it. It was Europe and the United States. Uh, it's okay when we decide to go there and wreck a country to pieces just for the sake of 
wrecking it to pieces, like we did in Iraq, Libya, and Afghanistan, which those countries will take decades, if not hundreds of years, to recover from what we've done to it. And when we did it, we just stepped out, saying, oh, sorry, we're out. There, you're left on your own. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. But when Russia wants to, wants to I'm not invade, but go to Ukraine to protect its citizens who are being murdered by Ukrainian people in the, um, in the eastern provinces. Because uh, in case you don't know, for about 20 years, the Ukrainians government, not the people again, but again, the government represent the people, so fuck you. So yeah, the government has been systematically torturing, murdering, uh, uh, pushing out the Russian um, people who originate, who have uh, Russian origins from the eastern provinces. And they and mostly they go there, this is a fact, please look it up, because um, don't take my word for it. Most of these uh, attacks on Russian citizens or Russian ethnic in, uh, in Ukraine were done under the Nazi fascist flag. Uh -huh. Yep, the flag, the Nazi, the swastika. Not a similar one, not a, a kind of copy one, no, the exact Nazi flag. So, uh, so when Putin says the denazification of Ukraine, well, as far as I am of wanting to agree with that guy, well, he's right. Now, the, the historical links, I know I'm simplifying a huge problem, but the historical links of Russian people in Ukraine go so far and they're so, um, they, they have so many curves, they go in and out and good and bad and, and, and they, they just kill each other. And it's a historical thing, but never under the fascist and Nazi uh, flag, which, is, uh, which has been a continuum in, in Ukraine, in the eastern provinces, in Bobaz, and, and can remember the name of the other one. So you see, you see what I mean. So what I mean is that, in case you missed it, it's not that I'm parting with the Russians or with Vladimir Putin, because I am not. Uh, I still think that he's a psychopath. This guy is just, <laughs> and he should be kicked out and should be dealt with at some level. But we have given him every single excuse and every single reason for to do what he is doing. So whose fault is it? So, so what if you go uh, into the park and, and uh, provoke the, the hard guy, the, the, the tough guy, the, the psychopath, and you go into his face and start screaming and start throwing rocks at him? When he kicks your ass, what are you going to say? <laughs> if there's some witnesses, they're going to go, wait, 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 yeah, he's a psychopath, he's a crazy fucker. <laughs> but this imbecile started provoking him. So what's on his mind? So this is exactly what's happening with the Ukraine <clears throat> Apologies with the Ukraine situation. And what pisses me off is this silence on the other side. It's absolute silence. And uh, most of the arguments and, um, and uh, conversations on Twitter has been focused on this. Now, I, don't, I, I don't care how right we are. I don't care. There is always, always in every single situation, I don't care how complex it is, two sides of the story. Always. So in order for you to balance it out or to know, you should know something from both sides. You know, something. What is the what are the Russian authorities telling the Russian people? Do they have support? Because here the, what, what we hear is that 200 people manifested in Moscow against the Ukraine invasion. 200 people. 
And if they say 200, that's probably 50. So that's the news I want to hear, that 50 or 200 people manifested against the Ukraine in Moscow. You think that's news piece? You think that's, <laughs> that's a relevant piece of... Fuck, more people manifested for young people to be able to drink outside here. So, 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 but, but they keep pushing this news and these little things. And then they interview the lady who lost her son in a war. Oh, my son, please. What have they done? Get the Russian side. Well, <laughs> and this lady gets interviewed over and over and over and over again. And they interview the Ukrainians here. And now they're creating conflicts in Europe uh, from Russian and Ukrainian communities because they are very close. They're closer than what you think. These are people who have lived together for hundreds, if not thousands of years, whose uh, idiosyncrasies and uh, customs are more equal than, than different. It just happened that, you know, for some ethnical stupidity, well, some people think they deserve more than others. But um, I want to know. I want to know before I make a decision, or at least before I have a clear mind or a clear conscience that what we're doing is right. Because as, as of now, I am absolutely convinced that everything we have done as a Western, uh, as a Western society is wrong. Everything. <laughs> we have created a conflict out of nowhere. We have um, provoked the, a giant who's going to wake up and, and create havoc on the world. But, um, but guess what? Uh, then there's the other side. So... The pandemic suddenly disappeared. It's gone. It's 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 gone. No no more. It's like if nothing happened. So my question on Twitter today was, because Europe is now um, planning to welcome two million Ukrainian refugees into European Union countries. So they're getting ready for them. They're preparing housing and jobs and papers and all the bureaucratic things. They're trying to accelerate them for what? But my question was. So are they going to ask them for their COVID pass to these uh, refugees? <laughs> they should, because motherfucker, you've been asking it to me every single move I make for two fucking years in one way or another, whether it's a passport or whether it's a mask or whether it's a vaccine or whether it's social distance, but you have kept me aside and then fucking isolated for two fucking years and now... Because of a mess we made, we allowed two million people come who we don't know if they're vaccinated or not. I'm using their mentality, not mine, huh? but their mentality. So what, are you going to have a, a COVID line or a COVID um, uh, check for these two million people who are coming in? I don't think so. So what the fuck is going on? People are beginning to wake up. People are beginning to see the, 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 the pattern behind all this and people are beginning to to seek other ways of thinking of uh, although most of them are too late because they're triple quadruple vaccinated and uh well i'm sorry to say this, this is my personal opinion fuck you man if you didn't realize it before it's your fault it's on you man it's on fucking you oh but they kept telling us on the tv they kept telling us that this they kept telling you fuck well think for yourself you know, look for alternative ways and make a decision. And I know some people who have, who had uh, both sides of the story, who had um, the vax and the non-vax, who are very smart people, and they decided to get vaccinated. Perfect. Beautiful. But they had both sides of the story. They had a clear thinking. They made a decision based on, on information and on knowledge. And they chose, well, listen, I'm scared or I'm, 
or I'm not sure, or for or because I have old people near me, so whatever. So they chose that. Bravo, bravissimo. My respects go up to them. But the vast fucking majority of them, they just lined up because the government told them so, because the media told them so, just not to be stigmatized, not to be isolated. Do as the majority tells you, as my as, as a very respected person I know told me. And that ended the respect I had for, for him. He said, no, but you should align with the majority. That's the way to go. <laughs> and uh, while he was saying that, I saw our relationship crumble into pieces. Dumb motherfucker, man. Every single difference this world has made in a positive direction, every single one is done by my minorities. You can't see that. That doesn't mean they're right. That doesn't mean they have uh, the truth on their side. No, that just means they are more informed, that they have better perspective, that they're, I wouldn't say smarter, but I will say smarter. Fuck it. So we have uh, 40 million people vaccinated in, in Spain, triple or quadruple vaccinated. <clears throat> and now that the Pfizer documents have been released, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, they're starting to rebel. They're starting to ask for uh, answers. So why did you do that? Well, too late, motherfucker. You cannot unvaccinate yourself. Or you can, even worse, you cannot unvaccinate your children. You dumb piece of shit. Um, it's done. It's done. The Pfizer documents prove that their success rate was much, 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 much lower than they were telling us. That the secondary effects were enormously cosmically bigger and larger list of diseases than they even mentioned you know and, and now they're comparing it to the flu shot uh, I don't know if you remember but they started out with the vaccine is a solution one vaccine and that's it then well no now you need a booster well no now you need a rebooster oh the third well fuck there's another wave and now it's Omicron and now it's the Delta so you need more vaccines and blah blah and it ended up just being like a flu shot as they say now now they say oh no now you're gonna have to because depending on the trend we can on the variation of the, of the virus you will have to get vaccinated once a year or once every six months because the effects of the vaccine don't last as long as we said it did and uh, but but still you're probably going to die of its consequences but uh, don't think just line up here are the vaccines it's mandatory so after they went through all that after they isolate me and, and a lot of people i know after they stigmatize us they called us fucking criminals they called me in solidarity they called me the most horrible and they, they, they wished death on my family I and mean, i was told not once two or three times i hope your kids die if you can fucking believe that. So, in that sense, my attitude is, fuck you. So now you're waking up, and now you suddenly open your eyes and say, oh shit, well, fuck you, man. And that's my attitude towards it. I don't expect that to be the right one, but I'm human, and uh, I forgive, but I don't forget. And let's see where this ends up. And, uh, well, anyways, that's most of the things what I want to say today. My ranting today has ended. I hope you like this podcast. Please leave a comment on Advice from a Dirty Old Man at Twitter. You will find me there and you'll find all the conversations that I've been going through. Maybe because I don't entirely know how Twitter works, but I just answer back. I uh, hope this uh, podcast brought some light and some hope because not, not everything is black 
again, on my opinion on the people who are waking up is my opinion, but they're still, I think, a good thing. They're waking up a little too late, if you ask me, but they're waking up. And now they're starting to realize that, um, that it's all control, that they want you to think the way they do and what's convenient to them. And some hope is starting to rise. So it's not everything bad, my friends. Listen, guys, I'm going to leave you. I've got shit to do. Have a great day. Have a great life. Take care of each other. Love you all.